Welcome back, everybody, to the Dawson D Show, and this is episode 145, coming to you from sunny Brisbane. Today, we sit down with the ultimate power couple and host of the Couple Goals podcast, singer, songwriter, and star of the huge Australian band, Amy Shepard, and men's high-performance coach and host of the massive Man That Can Project podcast, Lockie Stewart. Separately, we could interview both Amy and Lockie for hours as they both have incredible stories and successful careers in industries that are tough to make it in. And by the way, we did chat to Lockie individually on episode 70, so make sure you check that one out after listening to this one. But today's episode is unique as we dive into their unbelievable relationship, which has to balance thriving businesses, global music tours, and sometimes lots of time spent apart. They share the story of how they met in a time just before they were about to achieve huge success in the early days of their relationship, plus the changes to behavior that had to be made rapidly to make it work. We hear the story of when Shepard's global smash hit Geronimo blew the band up and the immediate change to lifestyle that occurred when suddenly Amy was touring around the world playing festivals, sporting events and the biggest TV shows in the world like Ellen. Lockie opened up about the feeling of trying to build something he believed in while watching from the sidelines while his now wife lived her dream and found global success. We were incredibly lucky to get a glimpse into their crazy and sometimes public relationship. Lockie was vulnerable when he shared the thought that Amy may leave him when Shepard signed their first major deal that would make him go back to his former lifestyle. But it was inspiring to hear Amy's perspective, support and belief in Lockie that he would become the man he is today. We had plenty of laughs discussing dating, pet peeves and of course the cringiest pet names. Plus their insight into making a relationship so strong in a high performance couple is second to none there's absolutely something for everyone in this episode remember to subscribe to the podcast follow us on socials and check out our youtube where you can watch this full podcast in a visual format righto guys let's get into it now here they are the power couple that are amy shepherd and Lockie stewart On the road again today, D. We are back in sunny Brisbane, very sunny Brisbane, and our guests today, they were uh, bragging a little bit about the weather, so I'm not sure how I feel as a Melbourneian. Do you want to introduce them? Lockie and Amy, welcome guys. Hello. Thanks for having it's us on. Doss and D. No, we're, we're very excited to have you guys on. I mean, we've known Lockie for a long time, so it's nice to actually meet Amy as yeah, well. We nice see you on guys. social media as a couple. You've got the uh, Couple Goals podcast. Yep, yep. It's flying. How's that all that going? Uh, good, we haven't killed each other yet, but <laughs> there's been some close calls, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we definitely identify each other's pet peeves and sometimes it gets a little heated, but yeah. we're doing well. I think it's like a good kind of therapy. Straight off the bat with the podcast together, what's you know been the, the moment where you think, you know, the most unbelievable topic that's come up that may have, you know, caused a little bit of friction that you may not have expected? What's something that's been, you know, a little bit, you go to dinner that night and go, gee, that got a little bit heated. <laughs> There has definitely been <laughs> nearly every episode has that moment. Okay. You know, I find that Lockie loves to talk over me a lot because he's so used to having his own podcast with the Man That Can Project that he just takes over and I'm like, oh, cool, I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> 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 and, um, yeah, so we've had some heated discussions around that and, like, just sharing the space and making sure that we're engaging in a conversation rather than just talking to camera. Um, but also, um, yeah, as Lockie said, we have a segment called Pet Peeves and that gets a little heated because obviously it is real and personal and we've had some near fights on really wow. recorded, yeah, well, on air. Because sometimes you don't, you know, even the episode we recorded yesterday, I was in a foul mood because I just had an absolute shit of a day and I was had a lot of stuff going on so I was really stressed and I find when I get stressed I'm in my head and I know exactly what I'm doing and I know... As soon as we finish the episode, I feel amazing. But the first 10 minutes, I was just a sour bastard. <laughs> and I knew I was doing it. And when she then started picking on me, like, not picking on me, but bringing up, oh, you always butt in, I'm like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> like, I, normally, normally it doesn't bother me, but because I was already in a mood. So, yeah. And I'm like, no, you fuck off. <laughs> yeah, the, the pet peeves sometimes, depending on what mood I'm in. And I think that's an important thing to, you know, obviously have timing around when you're going to have serious discussions or, or whatever to be prepared so your emotions don't take over. But, yeah, definitely a lot of I think of it's good for the audience to see as well. So just 100%. Cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's the, getting um, a taste of my own medicine? So yeah. are, you, are you saying encourage couples maybe – don't go, don't go to couple therapy, start a podcast together. Mm. Absolutely. 100%. It's yeah. cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. No, I agree. So, well, you guys have been married now for over a year. Yeah, we've been married. Woo-hoo. We got married in October 2021. Years. Yeah, nearly so, two years. Yeah, 18 Pretty months. Pretty much veterans ask us whatever you want. Veterans. <laughs> well, we will get into very juicy questions, but I think let's set the tone because I know, Lockie, you did share the story when you were on our podcast, but tell us about how you met. Let's start from the start and uh, we'll kind of work – 
our way through your relationship uh, to the to the current day. But how did how did it all start? I'll let Amy start because we've got smart stories. <laughs> smart so I'll, I'll let her tell her story and I'll fill in Funny. the truth bits. Okay, I'll, I'll add the spice. Uh, we met in Brisbane at a club called Alfred and Constance, if anyone remembers that. Uh, it's closed <laughs> down now, sadly. Bugger. Uh, I know. I didn't want to go out, but my friend was like, oh, I'm seeing this guy. Like, I really need a wing gal. Can you come out? I was like, wing oh. Gal. Okay, fine. So I just, like, put my hair up in, like, like this. Just, it was dirty. And anyway, wasn't really planning on, like, going out and having a good one. But... We started hanging out with like Lockie's group of friends and one of his other friends came up to me and like started chatting and wanted to buy me a drink and I was like, oh, please, give me a break. <laughs> please. <laughs> and Just a standard uh, Saturday night for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, then Lockie, I think, saw that his friend was maybe struggling a little bit, needed a wing guy, so he swooped in and then we ended up having a really good conversation and I was like, hmm, I quite like this guy. Much better Ooh. than the other guy. Is that a dog act or is that like... I don't think it is. It's just fate, you know? Yeah. Well, you went over to help him. I did. So, or, or did you go over to... No, I mean, I was, so I was very intoxicated at the time. <laughs> yeah, okay. And you always have liquid, liquid courage. Yeah, you so do. So I was just yeah. like... Yeah. Mate, and I, I, you know, I had tickets on myself back then. I had a bit of a good... A bit of yeah, yeah you know, good run rate. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I'll show him a few few tips on what's worked well for me in the past, and obviously worked a little too well. It worked too well. <laughs> here we are. What were you rolling with? Do you, did you have any oh, lines mate. back in the day? Oh. That, like you know, the, Ralphie. Oh, well, actually, the yeah. past is the past. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave, we'll, just passing advice. Over yeah, there, Ralph. No, are you we'll, joking? We'll talk off air. <laughs> I think one thing I was really good at was listening. I'd like, I've always been, until recently now that I talk over the top of people, but previously I was quieter, so I'd ask questions and just listen a lot. I think that's what worked in my favour. A lot of guys were like, oh, he just listens so well. <laughs> and I'm like, I just don't know what to say, so I'm just pretending I'm listening. You yeah. know? Mm. Anyway. He's seeing four of her, so he's just trying to focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I didn't even realise she had blue hair until like next hour I messaged my mates. We're fast forwarding here. Anyway, I'll get to the first kiss and then I'll go to that point. I'll take over. Yeah, you take over. No, you oh, she's, she's like, <laughs> she's like, he's done it again. He's butted in. No, no, no. You tell your side of the story. Anyway, so the night was get, getting carried away. And once again, being a gentleman, I was just, we were dancing and everything like that. And it's getting to lock out at 3 a.m. or whatever. They're like, yeah, the lights are getting yeah, turned on. The yeah. lights are on and Amy's, we're on the dance floor. She's passed me her. There's like a seashell clutch, like handbag. And she's like, can you hold this? And I was like, yeah, sure, no worries. As soon as I grabbed it, she pulled me in and just started <laughs> smooching. Wow. Well, I was like, oh, God, the night's uh, getting on. This guy's not making a move, so I'm going to get what I want. Yeah. Smart. So you were waiting for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had been like flirting all night and... So yeah, but that maybe what, what, he was were you gay. intimidated or oh, oh really? <laughs> what was that? What was that? I was to get the impression that you were gay because you were so good at talking and asking questions and listening. <laughs> That's the and first I've heard of that. I think I made that mistake lots of times actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, being very nice guy, like yeah, and then you just get friend zoned yeah. straight away. Uh, no, I uh, I don't know why I didn't make a move. I just you know you have those moments where you're like I don't want to come on too strong. Mm. Whatever. I can't remember what I was thinking at the time. Plus, I was really drunk. And we were in a group of people, so that's probably why. Yeah. I don't um, I And then we were that. like, let's go to Pie Face. We all went to Pie oh, yeah. Face. <laughs> what a move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go. Just cover your face. <laughs> you know. uh, and then Lockie, he ran out. And then I was like, what's going on? Ran out of Pie Face. We were trying to, you know, eat a sausage roll. And I realized that Lockie was having a sausage roll fight with some random across the oh. road. And I was like, hmm. Someone like, you knew? What is a sausage roll fight? <laughs> is this a Queensland thing? Yeah, or are you, you just can... piffing sausage rolls? Yeah, literally. I, I, it es- like, my mate was. Mouthing off at someone across the other side of the road, <laughs> and so they were actually like firing up. Oh, <coughs> so I ran oh. out and just started throwing sausage rolls. Oh, did it get like, a bit nasty? Or I can't. No, I think that's where yeah, it ended because no, I, I was remember. like, I'm out of here. What yeah, the, what the hell? Yeah, and so I like didn't take Lockie's number, and I was like, nah. And really? um, yeah, the not kiss into, was enough. Yeah, oh, it must have been a shit kisser. <laughs> <laughs> just not into the sausage roll fighting. Yeah. And um, I got into the cab with my friends and went home. Woke up the next day and there was a piece of paper with a number on it by my bedside. It's like, how the hell did that get here? Mm. And Lockheed <laughs> the phrase of the eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Somehow Lockheed 
in, in between throwing sausage rolls at some random, Lockie had managed to fa- find a piece of paper and a pen yeah, and write down his yeah. number and give it to my friend. That is smooth. I don't know how I, I found the paper, but it must have been a napkin or something from Blackface. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, and so. I, I, I remember the exact moment you messaged me. I was back in Toowoomba, so two hours west, and I was having a leak, like out looking at the bird cage at home and then the message rolls in and I was like, knew it. Yeah, <laughs> the plan. Yeah. Mo- uh, uh, you Do you know, know what just- I love though? This is why I love interviewing couples because we get both perspectives. So yeah. Lockie says, you know, I was being a gentleman and Amy goes, oh, I suspect maybe gay. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a great to hear both isn't sides. It, yeah, isn't it interesting though? But how do I come on like too strong? Some people like get weirded out by that. So it's mm. like, you just don't fucking know. You do don't, do you? The so dating world is wild. No. How long have you guys been together? Yeah. Coming up oh, 10 years. 10 years. 10 yeah. years. Oh, wow. Okay. Long so we were lucky. Soon. <laughs> I feel really lucky that we avoided the whole dating apps. apps. Online, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know how I would navigate all of that today. Oh, yeah. We oh. just missed it. Mm, just. Thank God. I met my girlfriend on uh, Hinge. Hinge has Hinge, been good for me. It's a sec- yeah. successful, yeah. I mean, that's how everyone meets these days. How yeah. does Hinge work? <laughs> Oh gosh! Like, um, you have a pro- you have a profile, and what is it? You've got multiple prompts, so you can. But it's like it focuses on conversation, conversation rather starters. than just photos. Like, okay, cool. So That's on Tinder, good. you're looking at photos, and you're making a judgment based on looks. Yep. yep. And then on Hinge, I, don't know why, I sound like such an expert here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, uh, you used to be an expert. I used to be an expert. Yeah. Uh, on Hinge, you more look at okay, you can show your personality more. So you make three questions, and you respond to those questions. So if you match with another person, you actually have conversation starters rather than, hey, how are you? Or mm-hmm. straight into... I think, yeah, you can even put your voice <laughs> message on it. You can yeah, put I, think someone, I think someone tested that. I did, yeah. It was, yeah. it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, terrible. Would you just land a, a voice note to someone? <laughs> no, you could put a voice note in your profile and people can listen. Like, it could say something about yourself. It could... What did you say? Like oh, I, was ma- I, I made a joke and it yeah. was terrible. But it was a... It's not a very good joke, is it? No, it's, I don't know why. What's the joke? I now we're going to hear it. What, what is it? <laughs> no, you share it. I actually don't remember it. <laughs> well, he was in my bedroom. Oh, yeah, I was in your room. For some reason. And he had this stupid smirk on his face. We're watching some TV show the night before. Mm-hmm. And it was a mother-in-law joke. So it's almost sort of creeping down the sexist line, which is probably yeah. not the best way to go on a dating app. But <laughs> oh, I can't really I, remember. I reckon we'll, I, would, I probably had some encouragement from you going, go on, do it. You yeah, know, like. anyway. Was it successful or no? No, well, not that one, no. no. Not yeah. that one, but <laughs> a second one was. So has there been, I guess we trans, you transitioned, so nearly 10 years, married over a year. Has there been any difference in terms of tying the knot or life is just the same or is there any more challenges than there were before? Um, I think it's a little bit different. Not, it wasn't a drastic change. You know, people keep asking us, how's married life? I'm yeah. like, it's kind of the same as it was because yeah. we lived together for, I don't know, a good chunk of our relationship. But what has changed is we've moved back home into my parents' house. <laughs> so we've gone from, we've always taken a step backwards from living on our own in an apartment to moving back home because we're hoping to move somewhere else in the near future. So it has been, that's been probably the biggest challenge that we've faced as a married couple, just not being able to have our own space and having to share the space with my family yeah. um, has been quite a challenge and, you know, we've moved from a four-bedroom apartment down to a one-bedroom one here yeah. at the house. So, yeah, I feel like that's been a challenge because we haven't really been able to explore married life. Mm. What is exploring married life? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it was what we were doing before. Just oh, yeah. I thought we were going to get some <laughs> you're, yeah, you're the exactly <laughs> sauciness. <But> as, <laughs> yeah. Aside from that, it just feels like a big commitment, you know, you, like you just feel... I don't know, more relaxed in the relationship or just it feels like you've become family, like legitimately. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I felt like that all along. That's why I married you. <laughs> so do you I, feel any different? No, I, I feel what you said where it's like we've been living together, we've been doing everything together for like mm. 10 years. It's not like prehistoric times where you couldn't, <laughs> you know, live together or share the same bed until you were married. Like, I yeah, feel like gosh. we've ticked all those boxes. We already had an idea of the future we wanted for ourselves. So it was just more so like making it official and yeah. doing, doing the whole wedding thing. Spending all that cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essentially. Just like, big, big party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the future, but also I, just before we do, can you maybe both give a bit of a rundown on your backgrounds? Because you're both very successful <laughs> in your own fields, but totally opposite fields you're in. So maybe, Amy, you start. Yeah, so for those of you who might not know 
who I am. I'm in a band called Shepherd with my brother and my sister and some friends. And we have a big song called Geronimo, which took us around the world. And yeah, we're on to our fourth, writing our fourth album at the moment. Wow. So yeah, things are good. Things are busy. But I also have my own solo country music project at the moment. Mm-hmm. And of course, our podcast together, Couple Girls. And your uh, Instagram too. Yeah. My Instagram, yeah. I'm wearing many hats. <laughs> yeah, I just, I guess throughout my um, experience in the media, mm-hmm. I've learned to sort of accept myself as who I am a little bit more and share that journey with my followers. And I kind of made it my own mission to be a positive role model for the young girls and women who follow me. Yeah, which is awesome. And when was Geronimo? Because that you mentioned, how what year did that come out? That came out in 2014. 20, wow. Really 10 years. I know. It's crazy. That's a, crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. It just feels so relevant still to us because obviously we sing it every day and <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. really how people recognise us. So it doesn't feel like that long ago. Now, you, now you, if you play the song and sing it every day, when you hear it every day, or a lot. Do you, do you still love it? I think I love it because it's attached to so many good memories. Like of course. To it all around Europe. And for me, it wasn't hard work like her. I literally just got to drink beers and go to different <laughs> festivals. And Jeez, that's hard. And yeah, it, someone had to do it. So I think every time you hear the song, you're like, oh, you know, we're in Spain or we're in this place or that place. So it's like, it's cool. And that riff on the guitar is so sick. And, and then... Lockie, your your career. Well, I know you. You were your. Well, you can explain explain your no, profession, but uh, <laughs> well, Lockie, that's funny. On the way here, D goes, "How did you, how did you find Lockie? Because it's been a few years now, a couple yeah. of years, and it was literally. I said the algorithm, like you, the Instagram algorithm came up, and I saw Lockie's content, and I really related to it. And, and you're, I guess, aimed at at helping men become better men, essentially. Yep. So maybe you, you you share more about what, what you've done for how many years now? It's it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a. Is it like six years or seven years? Yeah. It's a while. But yeah, for me, it's helping men be better men. That's the best way to summarize it through working out what success looks like in all areas of their life and acting upon it. Because I feel what was missing for me was I achieved a lot of success. I played professional footy overseas and everything like that. And I recognized while I was doing that, I still had insecurities. I still had this lack in my life and I wasn't quite sure what it was, but I recognized pretty early that the success that I was or the life that I was building wasn't for me. It was for recognition from, you know, my dad or trying to fit into what everyone else told me to do. So when I had, I guess, a a fall from grace and I moved back home and got stuck into, you know, some poor environments, I recognised that I wasn't the only one who was like that. There's majority of blokes feel lost. A majority of people don't really know what success looks like for them fundamentally. Mm -hmm. So helping people slow down to build the awareness around what that looks like and then actually do things to change that because it's really easy you know people will probably listen to this or our podcast or the other podcast that I have or whatever and they go that's quite nice I want that in my life but they never do anything to change it Mm. it's like we have more access to health professionals we have more access to people talking about their feelings and perspectives and failures and successes but more people are unhappy broke and unfulfilled than ever before. And so that missing piece is action. That's where I sort of come in and kick people up the ass to mm. make them do things. And it's cool too, we're talking in the car because I still remember when we started Dawson D, which is three years ago now, I think. Yeah, yeah, three. We wrote like a dream list of guests. Yeah. And your name was right at the top. Oh, funny wow. enough. Yes. So, um, we, Dos, we might have told you that actually. When we, we probably yeah, told you this, but yeah. Dos said to me, Dos goes, oh, this guy in Queensland, I'd love to interview him one day. <laughs> We got to interview you over Zoom. Well, yep. You and Dos had a connection together, but now we get to, uh, to sit with the both of you, which is, which is amazing. But we are really fascinated because you're both in careers that some people, I suppose, struggle to make it big in because, yep. I mean, music for one is a, a extremely tough yeah, beast. That's a great <laughs> word. And, you know, being a business owner and being successful and full-time in your own right, but then put that into a relationship especially with all the travel that you do mm. totally different style of business you're, you're yep. probably constantly thinking of ways to make money generate money tell us about how this has worked throughout the years and how you've been able to sustain a, a an amazing relationship um this is a good question i would say that we both have our own lives mm-hmm. and we incorporate our lives together as well on certain aspects and i think lock owning each other's sorry Having ownership of our own businesses has helped have more flexibility and freedom to be able to um, be in each other's lives more. I mean, for me, I'm traveling so much and it just helps that Lockie has the 
the freedom to be able to like jump on a plane and come see me whenever he wants. Mm. And I really do think that that's helped our relationship work. And I think, you know, in the beginning, so when we first met, I was a chippy and I lived in a completely different town. And when I sort of took that first leap to starting my own business, I didn't know anything about business. I didn't really know how to make money, marketing, sales. I was a poor, there was a lot of things not working for me. And Amy supported me through all of that. So I was very lucky that, you know, the, the one thing that's always been paramount for my business is the flexibility because I've still got a video of me in high vis when I was a chippy being like, I'm you know, mumbling my way through being like, I'm going to be able to travel whenever I want, blah, 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 blah. And that became a reality. But because Amy was on board with that, she supported, you know, there was so many times where I had fuck all money. Like I still remember when I was doing Uber, right, learning communication, but also trying to survive. And I didn't even have a thousand dollars in my bank account. I'm like, the day that I have a thousand dollars in my bank account, I'll just be so happy. Mm. And what I recognize through that is when you get 10,000, the goalposts always change and you're mm. always like, oh, when I get a million, I'll be happy. And it's like, well, you're missing the point. You need to recognize what freedom is. And this brings it back to this whole concept of like, what does success look like for us individually, but also collectively as a, a couple, because we could probably both be more successful in our individual careers, but that would come at the sacrifice of our relationships. And I'd hope we're not prepared to sacrifice that. Like I think a really important part of what makes us successful and helps us in other areas is the fact that, you know, we both have purpose outside of the relationship, which I find is very attractive that mm. Amy has something bigger than herself to work for, to get up for. Yep. And so do I, but then collectively we've got so many things that we're doing as well. So there's always shit to talk about. It's always, you know, don't granted we do get stressed and everything like that, but it's for me, it's just, yeah. And also just being together since the beginning, like I met Lockie just before we released Geronimo. So he's been there through all of that, you know, hardship and exciting moments, the highs and the lows. And the same with Lockie's business. Like we're so invested in each other's dreams and we want to, we want the best for each other. And I think whatever I can do to support Lockie's dream, whatever he can do to support my dream, he will. And mm. I think that's been a really key piece yeah. as to why we've been successful in our relationship. When, I guess, because I, I, so, I relate so much to what you just said about yeah. the, the struggle, like being so low. Is there you being together at that point? Because I, I remember going through a certain period last year with my partner, Garni, and I, was oft, I would often think I'm so lucky to have someone that actually believes in me and like I'm at the lowest of the low right now. If I, was, like, I can imagine so many other guys who are trying to, or women who are trying to build something and want to chase something and their partner almost not run, well, running away essentially because they're not quite there. Yeah. Was there ever, and I know there wasn't, but can you maybe share with us how you maybe Amy helped Lockie in that situation, you know, when you're at, in that, at that point? I could, like for me, I felt embarrassed last year. Yeah. Like, and I was so embarrassed to tell my partner that. And now I'm totally out of that position, which is amazing. But how did, how did you support someone going through that? Especially a man too. Like a man, I don't know why. I have such an ego in that instance. Oh, 100%. Mm. And yeah. I don't, well, you don't want to tell your partner that. Like, but I think just being vulnerable to your partner helps. You know, when Lockie opened up about his struggles, I just wanted to help him and I could see his potential. I knew that he was a great person and I knew I could see the vision and the goal. So I think... Yeah, I just wanted the best for him. And it's, it's our dream at the end of the day. We're both mm. a team working towards a common goal, which is a great life together. So, yeah, there was never any moments of like, oh, God, I'm shacked up with a loser or anything like that. Because in turn, like I was going through my own hardships. Yeah. Like being on the road can be a lonely place, even though you're with so many people all the time. It's just like really nice to have someone on the other side of the phone mm. to be able to talk to and open up to. Sure. So I think, yeah, Lockie was there for me and I was there for him. And Yes, I think the vulnerability piece, it's like as a bloke, you grow up with the belief, or many of us grow up with the belief that you have to be the protector and you have to be the provider. So in the early days, obviously, I couldn't do either. I could protect, you know, muscles. <laughs> but, <laughs> Mate, I must admit. Yeah. I, 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 well, we walked in, and I've never seen you in person, but they look bigger in have, person. Have, have <laughs> Serious. Well, every, every piece of content we see of Lockie these days, he's got his shirt off. So he's, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, quite, he's quite happy with how he's chubby. Playing to the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the vulnerability piece is like, I, I was very fortunate 
in the lead up to have the experience where I did so much without talking to people about how I was feeling with the whole rugby thing, why I was doing it, what it was like experiencing it overseas, all the shit going on in my head. So that I feel I felt like Amy was like a lifeline for me because I knew that if I didn't change my environment, I would still hang around the same people that I was in a bad way with. So for me, I was like, I can't fuck this up, which means in order for me to not fuck things up, I have to do things differently. So I'm going to be as honest and transparent because in my previous, I guess, relationships and stuff, I lied, I manipulated and did a lot of things that obviously don't work very well. So the alternative was like, let's just try that out. And obviously it worked really well because she recognised I had a lot of stuff to work on. You know, even when I started utilising social media and I was getting excited about personal growth and everything that I was learning, I couldn't write anything. I was terrible. So I'd, I'd write these posts in Lockie language, which was probably the most unarticulative <laughs> sentencing of all time. Uh, is that even a, yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Point in case. But then I'd send it to Amy and I'd go, can you pre-free this? And she'd just send back a whole different thing. But she taught me how to it's write amazing. better. And I'd do that every day with every post and she'd just always do it. And I think because she knew what I was trying to achieve and why I was trying to achieve it, she was happy to support me there. But because I was prepared to be vulnerable and go, look, I'm not the... I will. I want to be that guy mm. that can be the provider. I want to have the flexibility. I want to be a good dude. I'm just not there yet. And I think one of the things going back to like these social media apps, I actually wrote a blog about this yesterday, is it's so convenient, right? Like I've never played on it, but um, you know the whole swiping thing. You're looking for what is visually appealing or sound. You know what jokes you're going to hear on Hinge <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Cracking gags, but because yeah. it's we so do not recommend. <laughs> yeah, but because it's so convenient, it's also so convenient to not build rapport. It's so convenient to not mm. show up to ghost people to treat people poorly, which is what's really missing in a good relationship. Like we have each other's back through so much because we've put in the hard work around communication. I used to drive and, you know, she's flown, she's paid for me when I couldn't afford it to travel around Europe. So we've both invested heavily, whether it's been financially or time, to build a relationship through strong communication, through understanding what we want to create. And I feel the unfortunate thing with online dating is they people are lacking that skill because it's hard. Mm. And... You know, it is easy to go, now this person sort of called me out on something, swipe left or right or whatever and go to the next person. Mm. Yeah. That was going to be, sorry, one of my points. You know, obviously I did have boundaries and I had a certain standard that, you know, I'd been through relationships where I didn't get treated how I wanted to tr be treated. So I learned a lot and I decided to like stay true to my boundaries and pull Lockie up when he wasn't being that person. And... You're going to the talk thing, about kicking me out of the car yeah. in Thailand. Well, the thing that <laughs> well, you, well, you've well, we spoken about it on our pod before. Yeah. 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 Well, the thing that has proved to me that this is a good relationship is that Lockie had learned from his mistakes and he showed up the next time. You know, apologized and didn't make the same mistake twice. And I think that really speaks a lot for the man that I could see that he would be one day, mm. um, which is yeah, attentive and <laughs> what. I was just going to say that's to it. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> and I was, I was like, trying say, so hard then as well. I, was I could about to tell. say a whole heap of nice things about no, you. No, carry on. I'll, I'll no, take just, them. Yeah, just you have become such a emotionally articulate man and emotionally mature man. Yeah, and that's from all the work that you've done to become mm. to become that person. There you go. That's heartwarming. Can we make that a? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll clip that up. Yeah, and just uh, send that through to me. <laughs> but I, I also I think as well going back to like supporting each other's careers and we've been invested and we've both been with each other since before the success a lot of people from a lot of the reading I've done around dating apps and a lot of relationships now is they don't want to be there for the hard work with the person like a lot of women and a lot of men are looking for the knight in shining, shining armor or the Rapunzel from the tower whatever analogy <laughs> that was where, really good yeah, really good analogy where where they're already they have no problems they've got life sorted out they've got the finances they've got the emotional awareness and the unfortunate thing is life isn't like that and to really be able to I, I believe to really be able to love something about someone is like to watch their growth because that shows more about their character than just how they are right now because it's like having someone who's won the lottery for example yeah they're wealthy but do they have the mindset of someone who can create wealth or have they just been a gambler who's got lucky mm. so what would you rather mm. it's the same with a relationship like I know Amy's character it's what inspired me to not want to do a traditional job and want to start my own business because in an industry that's 
male dominated that is obviously very competitive as well to make an actual career out of it to see her just go all in on that before you know you don't have money in the beginning so to go all in on that i'm like well if she did it i'll Mm. give it a crack as well and see what happens so there's so many things by actually building something with something and look there's stuff about me that i'm sure still pisses off as we've mentioned there's a lot more than that i'm sure and vice versa but the longer we're together, the more we'll get to speak about those things, the more we'll get to develop and grow our relationship. And we should be continuing to develop and grow. That's the whole point of, if we were the same people we were 10 years ago, we'd be fucking bored, wouldn't we? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's really relatable. And like we talk about, Doss and I will look at other, say in our industry, other creators, and you work so hard for a long period of time and you both will be able to relate in your separate industries. You wait, you wait, you work so hard and you're waiting for that. They say, you know, it took 10 years to become an overnight success. So in your case, it might've been Geronimo where suddenly you go from here mm. to here mm. it just goes bang. Yeah. And you're waiting in that time period for your moment to come, which is going to come, but it may come a bit later. So when that moment hits where you go, where you skyrocket and now you're traveling the world and now you're doing AFL grand finals and NRL grand finals and this, every gig you can imagine, mm-hmm. how do you feel lucky in those instances seeing your wife? Is, is it... <laughs> Is it humbling? Are you excited? When does it when does it start? When does the excitement start to dissipate from the point of I'm so excited for her to okay now when's my moment going to come? Is she potentially going to leave? I mean I, I don't know. I'm just interested to hear. Yeah, I, I remember these. So they signed with Scooter Braun with Justin Bieber and stuff when Geronimo took off. So they were on Ellen on Jimmy, you know all that big stuff. And I remember literally that stairwell mm. there when they were having the phone call with Scooter, and I was sitting there, and I was like. Because I was a pig at this time, still like I was still not a very <laughs> Gee, good. Gee, that's bloke. harsh. Isn't no, it? Well, that, yeah. that's the, the yeah. reality. And I was like, "She's gonna drop me. I'm going back to Toowoomba here." Like that was the exact thought. And, and wow. because I'd grown up with a belief that successful people in in I guess celebrities are have burnt people and they have egos, etc. That's how I viewed all of that. Completely wrong, but that's what my beliefs were around that so i was like these guys are gonna fucking think their shit doesn't stink and all of that and to their credit <laughs> no, well, that, that, yeah but that's from yeah can, you now know, you can, tell us what you really thought I, i've shared that before <laughs> but to their credit they're still the exact same people like they're not worried about all that sort of fame and i, I in the beginning when they're like oh she's like no it doesn't change things you're like yeah i've heard that before mm. and but then they back that up through action and through how they treat you and treat the people that have been there the whole time so I definitely had those moments and look, I, I always have those days I'm sure everyone does where you're like you know I work my ass off and Amy's probably the only person who's seen how many hours I put into building a business and you know I can talk about hard work but what I've actually done is like ridiculous the sacrifices etc so I definitely have moments where I'm like fuck I work harder than anyone I know mm-hmm. I network harder I Da, 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 where's my break? So you can have moments where you get bitter, but if I were to focus on that, I'm doing it for the wrong reason. And like I definitely have days like that, but collectively it's like her success is my success and yeah. vice versa. And there was a long period of time where I didn't want to leverage, and I mean, I didn't want to leverage her success to my, I wanted to prove to myself that I could build something. Yep. Mm. And I did that for a long time. And then you would go, well, I'm kind of a dickhead for doing that. Why wouldn't I, we leverage each other to create more success? Because the more success we collectively have, the more impact we can have, the more people that hear Amy's music, the more people who can yep. be impacted by the work that I do. So I think egos held me back, but it's also been good because I've had to work hard. And I don't think I'll ever have get to a point where I don't have days where I'm like, fuck, why is my hard work not getting me to where I think I should be? It's like mm. I should, shouldn't be there. It's just it is what it is. When it comes to your big break, let's say like when you start from running a business, yeah, financially, like we often talk about how like people say money's bad or money's not good. Like when that happens, how how did you two? I guess like from your perspective, Amy, when that happened, obviously you weren't surprised because you see all the hard work that goes into it. Mm. But do you celebrate together? Does it just keep? Does life become the same, or do? You, all of a sudden, I don't know, it wasn't this way, but do you now see yourself level like, or was it not that mindset? It's funny because I feel like you're always, as Lockie said, the goalpost is always moving and you're mm. ever evolving and trying to better yourself. So, yeah, we celebrate, I think. We celebrate life in general. I think, like, <laughs> yeah, we just live a really good life. Like, Yeah, and I think sometimes it's easy to forget that. You know, you're always wanting more and more. Um, sometimes it is nice to look back and reflect, like, 
on days like today where we've reflected on how far we've actually come. Yeah, I mean, we've still got a lot to learn and a lot to give still, but I think, yeah, it is, we should look back more often and celebrate maybe. Or, or, just or do you have come. to tell him to stop working a lot? Does that happen a lot? Yeah, there is those days, but it works yeah. both ways as well. Because sometimes like we just won't see each other for weeks on end because I'm away or, well, we're just like, sh- you know, passing ships, but we always try and make time for each other, whether it's just like a quick FaceTime at the end of the day and quick text here and there in the morning. Little things like that can really go a long way. But yeah, there are times where Lockie's just like working day and night. But again, like I fully respect that because I know that he's got a dream and he's got a vision of where our lives, where we want to get to in our lives. So yeah, yeah got to respect that and appreciate it and um, know that, you know, we still love each other. And he, you know, with that, that little morning text, you're like, okay, yeah, we're still good. Yeah. So. She did a whole tour when she was in Nashville. She didn't message me for a few days. Oh. I was like, Yeah, I was it wasn't like, a few days. <laughs> I was like, What the fuck's going on? Maybe here? it was just like a morning and a good night, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Because I would have been in a writing session for the whole day. Making yeah. me sound clingy there. It was more than a few days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how does it actually, does it feel like, is it a nice feeling right now just to be sitting here, actually, for once, probably talking? I know you've got your own podcast, but celebrating your own relationship and how far you've come because. You guys obviously both do a lot of media about probably yourselves and your businesses and your careers, but now to actually sit back, reflect, is it humbling to think, wow, we're actually talking about how far we've come together? Yeah, it is actually. It's really nice. We don't often or ever. This is our first one. Like first time. We're doing well. (laughs) You're doing very well. Good on us. No, we've only been married for a year and a bit, but obviously we've been together for 10 years. So yeah, it's... It's crazy how time flies by and you just forget to celebrate the small wins and because you're always looking for that next win, you forget all the wins that you've had before and the small wins do really matter. Do you find that too in your own career? Oh, yeah. Looking back? Yeah. I'm still trying to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, It's just crazy. (laughs) Which is, yeah, crazy for all of us sitting around, but yeah, Yeah. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys would be the same. You always want to better yourself and further your career. I think it is important though every now and then to take a little break and a look mm. back and a reflection on how far you've come. I think what we do really well is every day we get to do things that we love to do. Like we're not, we don't have to drag our ass to a job that we despise because I quit my job in 2014 and I took the risk. She supported me to a point where I could do it. And obviously Amy took the risk to do what she loved and it paid off. And it doesn't always pay off for people. We understand that. We've been very fortunate to get to a position where it has paid off for us. So you know, the fact that we can do this on a Thursday. Thursday in the middle of the day, like we do have flexibility while we still prioritise treating our businesses and, and music like a business. So we are working a lot. We still have the choice to, and we're going to Perth next week. We get to do a lot of cool stuff. And every day I don't ever have anything. And I know Amy doesn't ever have anything where you're like, fuck, this sucks. And so we're literally doing every day what we want to do. Yeah, It's amazing. And I think you can take that for granted. But when I think about maybe what a lot of my mates are still doing or what my life used to be like, it's like I'm pretty fortunate. Mm. You know, and we're not, we don't live lavish lifestyles. Don't get me wrong. We're pretty live modest lifestyles. But it's like we eat nice foods. We travel. We're in control of our time at this point, touch wood. I'd love to talk about – because you guys were together a long time before you got married. Yeah. <laughs> And no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna ask. There's so much pressure on couples mm. that are together. People go, "When are you going to tie the knot? Oh, when are you going to get married?" And yeah. I'm sure you would have got that a lot. Hundred percent. Like so much from friends, family, external. From me. <laughs> from <laughs> yeah, girlfriend. From, well, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Like, I'd love to hear both your opinions on this. Is there too much pressure on on couples um, who have been together a long time? Is there not enough pressure? Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? You go first and then I'll, I'll rebut. Might talk about a debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we got married at the perfect time. Yeah. Like we were together for seven or eight years before. Yeah, eight. Well, at least six or seven before you proposed to me and then yeah. another year or so. Yeah, so I think it was, it was great. We knew what we wanted. We, we were solid. Um, we were more financially, you know, secure. But yeah, there... It gets to a point where everyone keeps asking, when are you going to get married? Oh, you go on a holiday or a staycation. Oh, ring, question mark, <laughs> yeah. ring emoji. <laughs> yeah. So that gets annoying. And there is a lot of pressure. And I, 
it's cool to see couples these days not getting married and choosing what they want to do with their lives and choosing not to have kids mm. if they don't want to. And I, I think that's great that we have the choice to live and choose our own paths. There's also that pressure that I feel like people feel like getting married or getting proposed is going to fix issues in their relationships as well. And I knew I had a lot of stuff that I needed to work on and I wanted to prove to myself that it wasn't just a, you know, people can change for six months or 12 months and then fuck up. Mm. And I'd had a history of that. So I was like, as well, one, I wanted to have enough financial uh, means to be able to buy a nice ring. The second one, I wanted to prove to myself over a sustained period of time that I was a decent bloke because that's what I felt she deserved. So that for me as well was like part of that process. And I wasn't, there was definitely moments where I was like, oh, you know, should do it. But I didn't want to just do it because people were telling me to do it. I wanted to do it once I'd felt confident in those other things that I wanted to tick off. But I, I think that's why divorce rates are so high is like people have a terrible relationship and they're like, oh, that's marriage will solve it. We'll have something to focus on that's avoiding the issues at home. And then it's like the wedding is done and they're like, we're bickering. Have a baby. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. have a baby. That'll distract us for a while. And then the baby leaves home 18 years later and they're like, fuck this. I don't like you and I haven't ever liked you. So <laughs> it's so true, though. Yeah. It's so true. It's just a lot of pressures. And when, it goes back to people being honest with themselves and doing it for the right reasons, but also being mindful that you're not doing it just for a bit of a dopamine hit to distract yourself from where your life's currently at. Mm. And I'm just scared to take a risk, like scared to break up with someone because you're worried about finding someone else or mm. worrying about being alone forever. Scared not to have a baby because you're scared of missing out or yeah. whatever yeah. it is or, or what other people mm. are going to say about it. Or Yeah, I think, and that goes to show for our careers as well. Like we took a risk and it paid off. So I don't know. I think there's a lot to be said for... Um, yeah, following your own path and staying true to your gut and, yeah, and sticking to those boundaries. Being scared to look different, I think, and, and, and that can to your careers as well because they mm. are different. She's mm. got bloody blue hair. <laughs> 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 yeah. You should see some of the looks I get, yeah. honestly. Well, something that changed my perspective a while ago because we, we, this is what we used to talk about in the early <laughs> days of our show was, uh, you know, we were talking about different perspectives on life so not necessarily going down the... What was the term we used to use? I don't know. It was the rule book of life. The rule book of life. So, you know, the go to uni mm. and you get a job and you... you it's a manual. The you've manual, got the yeah, ma- get, You're given the manual when you're 17 married. and yeah. you follow that manual. Yeah. And then that used to... And that's what's considered the safe path. But mm. what shifted my perspective was I read something that that's the biggest risk you can ever take is to go in and get married with somebody just because you feel you have to and go into the house and then go into the debt and go into, the, in, into having a family with somebody that's not the right fit and you both mentioned that you may have had shitty relationships in the past so then how early did you know that this one might be the right one what, what were the green flags or green lights. Yeah, green lights yes i like that that's well i think i mentioned one before and it was that Lockie was willing to become a better man had and you had that in the past had you had people say that to you yeah like people say oh, i won't do that again or i'll change or i'm sorry but you know, no action to back it up. So I think that was probably something that was really attractive to Lockie, uh, attracted me to Lockie, was that he, yeah, took action and actually bettered himself. And how quickly do you think it is important for people listening to then see somebody taking action if they say I will? What's the time? I know it's a tough question. You're not necessarily coming as, to, as relationship experts, but yeah, what's the time period that you feel would be suitable before you see actually something change? Like pretty quickly. You know, of course, everyone makes mistakes and, yeah. you know, I'm not perfect. Lockie's not perfect. But I think you need to pay attention to those red flags and realise that maybe I'm trying to force this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have to force it, it's probably shit. Mm-hmm. So t- life is so short, you know. I just really encourage anyone to just don't waste time because you're scared. Just take action and take control of your life. Stay true to your boundaries. Mm. Definitely agree with that. I think give yourself, like, I know a lot of people struggle to end a relationship for whatever reason. I know especially women, they love to see the best in men and it's almost like their motherly nurture comes out where they're like, I want to help him, I want to help him turn his life around. But it's like, the dude's not acting, fuck him off. In, in, In my opinion, like, that could be, that's what I needed. That's what made me pull my finger out was a breakup. And while it hurts and it sucks, it's like that sometimes what you need and the only person you can 
yeah, you can blame as many people as you want for your downfall, but eventually it's like you've got to recognise you're the one person that's responsible for all of that. And, you know, flipping Amy's answer on its head as well, going back to, I guess, the social media thing is if you want to invest in a relationship, you've also got to understand that there is going to be time. So while you can say we want to see action right away, which I think is very important to say, hey, we're doing it, you could also set a boundary to say, look, if in three months' time you've sort of gone back to old habits or this isn't met, let's call it quit. So you give yourself a timer rather than just leaving it open-ended. You could stay in a relationship for six years, which you're miserable in sort of thing. So mm. always have an actionable step for yourself as well because otherwise it's all done off feeling. Some days mm. you feel awesome. Some days your partner's going to treat you amazing. And other days they won't. So I feel like everything needs a boundary and an actionable mm. step. To and that's not to say like you have to be... I already said that. You don't have to be perfect. And no. times can get really hard. And, <clears throat> but I think just looking at the bigger picture and is this person really going to change? Is this person really my person? Mm. I think. Yeah. Hey, i got a question for Amy, actually. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Go on. Because I'm sure there's a lot of um, people listening. But, like, I know we're going to talk about this anyway. But, like, timelines, uh, the pressure on marriage. What about the pressure on children mm. for women out there? Oh, it's huge, especially women who have careers. It's nearly an impossible decision, one that I can't even make my mind up about. I'm like, do I want kids? Yeah, how do you feel about it? Because that would well, be really... It's almost, it's, as interviewers, that itself, that, that ran through both of our heads. But you don't mm. ask it because it's yeah. the wrong thing to ask. Yeah, it is personal and it's a really personal decision for each and every woman and couple. For me personally... I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't made up my mind. It's definitely running through my brain every day. Of course. Am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? I'm 32 now, so, you know, unfortunately time is ticking. But, I mean, we're really lucky that we've got – women have a lot of options these days, whether that's, like, freezing eggs. But also on the flip side of things, you know, delaying pregnancy or not having kids at all is also an option, which is fine. I think it's really admirable because – you know, for a lot of people, bringing a child into the world probably isn't the best option if you can't give all of your attention and love to this kid. You know, mm. it's, it's almost a selfish option to have the mm. child. But also, I don't think it's impossible to have a career and a child. I would love one day to have a kid and to show, you know, show the kid that it's possible that your dreams can come true, you know. And I think I've got a great family support network, I think, with the, with the support could make it happen but it's gonna you know really change our lives yeah it's a big decision i don't mm. yeah, yeah i don't have the answers just, do you discuss it a lot and how often should couples be discussing things oh. like kids like that's a massive thing because that should be like you talked about breaking up with people when yeah. you should mm. that should almost be the number one reason <laughs> like <laughs> people yeah. should make that yeah. like at the start like i want kids and i definitely don't want kids unfortunately i know people in that situation that one of them really wants it and one of them really doesn't and in my head i'm like that's just, I, I get you love each other, but that's so tough. Yeah, someone's going to have to compromise. And yeah. I guess, you know, it's a minimum 18-year commitment with a kid, so that's a big compromise. We talk about it regularly, especially like with the move and our age and so many things sort of run through your mind around like, will we regret not doing it? Will we be too old? Or will we regret doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, of course. Because you do hear really, like, a lot of neg. Sorry to cut you off. A lot of... Wish we had a counter yeah, yeah. on this. Yeah. Well, yeah, people always say to you, don't do it. You know, yeah, holding do, a baby, don't, don't do it. Live your life. You're like, oh, God. Like, it's really scary. Yeah, that's funny. It you off. Um, no, do everything you can before kids, you know. But comments like that are really off-putting. Um, yeah. You know, but then they always say, "Oh, but it's worth it." Yeah, that's yeah. always that's always the last comment. <laughs> so yeah. like, that is totally unhelpful yeah. <laughs> for me making up my mind. Yeah, mm. uh, it's also been like once again how you set up your life, and I know I talk about it a lot, but it's been one of the things is like I've always wanted to be because my dad was obviously uh, let's say a traditional hardworking bloke who was never there, always you know on the tools, etc. So as a kid, it's like that's what you always craved and wanted. So if we were to have kids. I want to be in the position, we put ourselves in the position where you can be a hands-on dad, you can be there for all of those things as well so that it's like, well, we've created this life and if we don't have kids, then what's it all what, for? What's it all for? Mm. So, I mean, it could be just for us. Yeah. yeah that, this, is, this, is, this is pretty much us yeah. every night, you know? But then there's also, though, there's also the FOMO 
of missing out on your current life too. Yeah. So all of a sudden you go from living the life you currently live to now it's all about the child now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think that doesn't get spoken about enough like as a selfish part of the parent. Like mm. all of a sudden now it's about the kid. Yeah. You know, you're all of a sudden giving up your life now for 18 years and which is it's the, probably one of the most selfless things you can do having a child. But does that scare you too, losing a huge part of your life now? Like, yeah, and it's like with the band, it's not just us that we have to think about. We have to think about, you know, my brother and my sister. And it's hard for being a woman having to carry the child and tour and mm. keep a career because you need to support, you know, everyone else needs the job as well. So sometimes it does feel like, oh, my God, if I choose to have a baby, like I'm going to have to take all this time off and no one's going to be able to make any money, not just us, but like the whole band. But, I mean, there, there's always ways around it, mm. you know, I think. You well, just adapt and you figure out how you can make it work. I'm actually interested to hear because you're in a unique position, not only have you got this successful band, but mm. you're with your siblings too. Yeah. How do they go in their relationships? Do they, have they lucked out like you have or are they uh, – do, they, do, they, do they listen to the Couple Goals podcast? <laughs> and they, they bloody well been on, sure. haven't they? And also, yeah. Amy, would you ever date – would you – in, if we went back 10 years ago, if we went back 10 years ago, would you ever date a musician, do you think? Or uh, oh, um, I think I definitely would have just okay. from circle of friends being like always, I mean, I don't have co-workers that I can yeah, 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 <laughs> date. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have probably ended up with a drummer dating a drummer. <laughs> and yeah. Knowing what I know, I think that would have just been terrible because yeah. You know, you just have such conflicting schedules. And I mean, there's a reason that so many celebrity marriages don't work. Mm. Yeah. And then just also that aspect of being in the public eye and having your relationship in the public eye on Mm. show 24-7. I think that would be really difficult. So we've started a podcast to talk about it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's good. Yeah. I think it's, it's different than having like two massive celebrities. And I'm grateful that I just have a regular regular dude <laughs> but he's not but that the thing is he's not really doing bad. like that's a thing like it's even if, if, if Lockie was if Lockie was still on the tools every day yeah. that would still be like well, if he didn't have yeah. his own business if he couldn't travel with you if he couldn't yeah do you right. think the relationship would have worked if he was no. still okay well that's interesting if you're still a tradie you probably wouldn't no okay Definitely I think not. that's probably be, not because of the trade itself but more so the environment I, I was in and how I was behaving like yeah, okay. I think mm. I, even when I go hang out with my mates you know, on their properties or whatever. I like, I notice I start talking differently and yeah. the conversations are very different. So I think if your environment really influences your behavior. So I think I would have still been a bit more of a bastard. But would you, <laughs> but would you have, do you think you now, if you still weren't, let, let's forget about, let's say you're the bloke you are today yep. in terms of who you stand for and how you act, mm-hmm. but you're not the business person, you're still working seven to three trade is that the, is that, are they, are they yeah. the trade hours um <laughs> i don't even know um if you're on the tools you're asking day. the wrong bloke <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we, we, we we're so useless but and amy's like do you think you would have been able to hold through like if even if amy was keen but she's always touring she's always overseas do you think you would have been able to get through it it would have been challenging mm. because you feel like you're missing out on so much like you go especially if i was back in toowoomba it's like i would hear amy on the radio and yeah. I'm in Toowoomba and she's wherever she was in the world and everyone's like, oh, that's your missus. I'm like, yeah, here I am. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think it definitely would have been challenging because I also didn't or don't want to be in a relationship where you're not actually together, like spending time together. Sure. So if, if I was restricted by a career, then that is one, one of the reasons why we're not doing that because I don't feel it would have worked, yeah, regardless yeah. of even how I am now because we don't have the flexibility to make it work. Yep. You kind of work it out as you go. Like mm. we've come to realise that you can't be apart more than six weeks. Six minutes. <laughs> six weeks is the max, I think. You know, a month is a long time. That's when you start to miss your partner and then another two weeks after that is too much. So, okay. yeah, and we're lucky that Lockie can just jump on a flight now, you know, mm. after three weeks or four weeks. He'll, if, if it's four weeks, he'll usually jump on a plane. Mm, and yep. that's because he can choose but There's to also benefits point. of – sorry, to, I definitely – I got you one back. <laughs> yeah. But there's also benefits of having time apart. I sure. think it's awesome. Like I really crave time by myself. And I know you do too. So having like a couple of nights apart, you, you know, remember what you love about your partner. And you don't take things for granted. 
so you have the opportunity to actually miss them, but you also then have the downtime to you know watch the you know I get to watch the Netflix shows I want to watch. I don't have to watch all this la di da stuff. <laughs> yeah, how long, does, how long does it take to pick a show yeah. between you? Oh, fuck. We uh, never finish them because I fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> That's do you one, hate of that? peeves, yep. no, one of my pet peeves, guys. No, don't worry. I'm, I'm heard, dealing I've with that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so am I actually, yeah. It's tough, isn't it? It, it works. <laughs> so in terms of couple goals, I love that name. For you guys, what are some of those goals that you two set? What, what's your process? Like, do, you, do you sit down on a week-by-week basis? Is it a monthly? I know you both have you're both people that love setting a vision and a goal. Uh, as a pair, as a duo, as a team, how often should a couple set goals and how often do you guys? Um, I'm not – it sounds really bad after you just did that lovely intro, but I am really <laughs> You <bad>. hate goals. <laughs> I'm actually really bad at like sitting down yeah. and like setting out goals and achieving them. Like it's kind of like in my head and I do have goals. I'm really ambitious, but I'm not one to sit down. Like we don't really sit down and we're like, oh, this is what we're going to yeah. do. And like, but we do regularly discuss our dreams and what we want to achieve. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say the polarity in the relationship is like Amy's a creative, I'm the guy who's like, here's the plan for what we've got. Like when we mm. bought our investment properties, when we know what our incomes are, what the business, what, you know, what her business is doing and what it's creating for us, even like time management is more so what I do driving us towards that outcome. But if she were to operate the same way as me, then it wouldn't be really her goal because she wouldn't get to do the creative stuff and the stuff that I struggle with. I don't know how she lives the way she lives, but yeah. she also doesn't know how I live the way that I live. <laughs> mm. But collectively, it's like we know what kind of income we need to support the lifestyle that we want. We know and have spoken about the properties that we want to live on and why we're moving and all of these sorts of things. But also, you know, Amy buys most of my clothes because I don't shop much. And it's like, so if I... You know, so. We know each other well enough to know what we want and what we need, but we also know collectively what her goal is with Shepard and her individual stuff. And I'm like, cool, I'm always thinking about how can I add to that to support and vice versa. She knows exactly what I'm doing with that. While she doesn't need to know my financials or vice versa for that, we then also have collectively what we're investing in and the life that we're creating together. So where our finances are going, our investments in, you know, we've got multiple investments and what we're actually striving towards with that because we also don't want to sacrifice our lifestyle so when we bought our houses our house sorry it's like we don't want to uh, outlay too much money that it compromise compromises how we live so mm. whenever we're i guess taking another step in our relationship it's always like what's it going to cost are we prepared to live with the sacrifice of that or not and how do we continue to move forward so we talk a lot like we always drink wine and talk about it i think that's when we get most into it yeah <laughs> yeah often is the case oh, yeah. it always is yeah. just like yeah i'm gonna be a billionaire next week <laughs> <laughs> yeah are, are we allowed to talk about the next chapter or not yet of what you guys are looking yeah, at doing well, next it's, it's up to you no no, no that's okay um, no, that, that, well i've got to, I'll, i'll cut that soon I'll to, yeah okay, because okay. there's still lots of things up in the air but we are looking to move somewhere else Okay, well, that's a good, that's a good tease. <laughs> that, is a, that is a great teaser. tease. Well, as we come towards the end of the podcast, maybe I know this is always a tough question, but what is your advice for couples that are listening? I mean, obviously, like we said, we're not coming from as relationship experts or things that you guys may have been studying your whole lives, but just as a, a relationship that has worked now for 10 years, what's advice you'd give to people listening? I know it's very broad. Mm. It's your bit of advice, darling. Um. <laughs> I would just say, I know like everyone says it, but communication is so important and just, you know, knowing that you have a common goal together and also believing in one, one another, you know, as I said, times get tough. Sometimes you're not in this position that you want to be, but just knowing that together you're going to get there one day. It's probably, yeah, really important. Yeah, support each other. <laughs> yeah, I think the communication part, which then leads to like knowing what your partner wants from you or, or, or needs I think it's very easy to assume you know what they want or need but if you're not communicating that it often goes over their over their head so for example you know Amy loves just quality time together there's a lot of times where that just goes right over my head I'm like we are hanging out yeah. she's like no we're not and then I want something else for example and she's just like why do you always want what you want and you haven't acknowledged my needs or You know, so I think communicating 
openly and honestly about what you want or what you feel you need in the relationship because we all have different wants and needs and you're not a fucking mind reader, so. La- this is my last question. It's probably a bit more of a, uh, a goofy one and a silly one. Oh, but, I like that. All right. I just heard you say the word darling. So I was like, all right. Oh, no, don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> so what, what, what are some pet names that you've gone with in the past that, or pet names that you do call each other right now the, or ones that you, you know others use and you can't stand? So like what are some good ones that you're like, yeah, that's good? And then the ones that you go, oh, that is so cringe and gross and just don't, you hate hearing it. I knew you were going to um, ask that question from the moment you opened it. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I don't know. I think we are really aware of like cringy names. You def- I've definitely done it in the past and it's just like so embarrassing to think back. So what, is, what are some of those? Yeah. Are, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> you know it's not one of those. So don't let you I off that easy. Like back in high school, I had a boyfriend. We used to call each other Pooh Bear. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. It, was on, it was on Legally Blonde. That's okay. what, I think that's what one of my parents called me when I was about two. It's yeah. so, really? It's so cringe. You've Pooh never Bear. called me so Pooh Bear. So we don't have like nicknames like that, but I think we just keep it cash. Like we, even babe is like a bit. Yeah, but we talk. Yeah. We don't say baby. We talk in weird yeah, accents as well. Like sometimes we'll throw <laughs> down like a random Amer- like Emma, our, our Amy's sister, my sister-in-law hates it because we'll just go do the American thing. Full weird. <laughs> we just like really yeah. commit to accents for way too long. It's His whole family does the Borat accent. <laughs> oh, my, my whole family. <laughs> yeah. Now it's rubbed off on me, and it's probably going to rub off on Ralph. And, yeah, yeah, it's like a mixture of Borat and Nacho Libre. Like, yeah. It's a bit like. <laughs> and your girl, like Garni does too. And my girlfriend has now onto it. You have to. It's all a bit yeah. of fun. Yeah. What about for you boys? Yeah. I more that I always call Garni. I call her sugar. So Ooh, sugar. sugar. Watermelon or sugar. Darling. Yeah, watermelon sugar. There's one that I and, I, and I feel bad that I'm going to bring this up right now because I'm sitting next to him, but there's one that I can't stand and him and his girlfriend, they use it all the time and I've never liked it, but it's Dahl. Dahl. Oh, sounds you, so old. You call I me Dahl. I, I struggle. I just struggle when I hear that. It always makes my skin crawl <laughs> a little well, bit. Well, the last week he's Dahl. been in the lounge, he's been everywhere, just Dahl. Dahl, Dahl, No, no, because, oh, yeah. I've, because I don't, it's your space and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, but I'm, I'm actually pretty bad. I don't use, I used to be really bad. Back in the day, and I cringe. I've, you know when you look at old text messages, yeah. and, you sh- and you shouldn't do it. You should not do it. But you look at old text messages, and I'm like, there's no need to put babe at the end a of that. Baby, oh, yeah. ba- oh baby, oh yeah, yeah, baby is when the things get a little bit more raunchy. Tends to go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You don't want to see the following images. No. no. <laughs> yeah. So I've actually now I've it's, unfortunately I've probably hardened my heart a little bit, and now I just stay away from. Pet names at all. If, full names. Full names. Yeah. 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 I reckon yeah. if I went... I, yeah, nickname, uh, nickname specifically for them. I do remember when I uh, first started dating you and you'd be travelling every day, I'd try to like send a different morning message. I just was waiting for something else. I was waiting for something else. I was worried. <laughs> yeah. No, but like... This is what you're missing out on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but like... And so if I were to scroll back to t- those messages, I would... Hate myself. Oh, oh, you throw your phone in the pool. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we won't young and in love. You but do I, it. You I do could it. just imagine I would have said shit like princess, Snooky, Snooky, yeah. babe. I yeah. just, See, princess. That that's a good one because that that I reckon that's what you'd call your daughter. Yeah, but yeah. your girlfriend? Not sure. But I wasn't dating my daughter. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'd hope yeah. not. Yeah. Good morning, my queen. Yeah. <laughs> I never said that. I can end on heart say that. Oh, oh so there's, there's some absolute shockers, isn't there? Oh, we, we, I think we went through it once in our pod, did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, guys, we've gone over an hour, so I just want to acknowledge Sweet. both of you. So thanks for for not only just joining us, but having us in your home. Um, you're both two incredible people yeah. doing. Incredible things on your own individual individual journeys, but also as a as a couple. And yeah, we just want to thank you for for joining us. So thank you guys. Oh, thanks for having us. You yeah. better give yourselves a, a shout out too, especially the podcast. Oh, yeah. Where can we listen? Where can we download? Where can we follow? Mm. Well, we've actually got a website just to put it all Ooh. in one place. But Couple Goals Podcast, it's called. It's a yellow logo. I, I have to say, I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't taken. Yeah, well, it is. That's why we've gone Couple Goals Dot? Podcast AU. Oh. Okay. Oh. I can't actually remember what Such it is. Such a good name. But yeah, it was it was there was like a sex podcast on it and I was like, we're gonna have to put the dot in that. But yeah. there's our Instagram, our podcast, and you can send in your stories and we talk about that stuff as well. Send in stories. Yeah, we Ooh. Amy Amy's got a segment which is 
what do we call it? Red on Reddit. Red on Reddit. And like yesterday's was about a threesome. Oh. Like, tune in for anyone who wants to hear about it. Gee, where's are we tuning yeah, in? Yeah, we'll yeah, tune yeah. in on the way home, I think. I think because people can be shy and they're not really sending us their stories yet. I know one day they will. But um, we'll send yeah, some in. To, yeah, please. If yeah. anyone's listening and has an interesting relationship story, voice memos, maybe, you know. Yeah, send a, you can do that on anonymous. Instagram. Yeah, but at the moment, we've just got a segment called Red on Reddit where we just find the most. I love that. She tries to wind me up. I'm like a dog on heat. for advice, and (laughs) um, it's actually my favourite segment of the podcast. We've been laughing doing that. It's good. It's interesting. And to you guys, thanks for having us on. It's also been cool to watch you guys grow and develop your show over the last couple of years, and what you're doing is taking the risk. Yeah, you guys are taking the leap as well, which is epic to see and should be inspiring for people listening. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. D, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And, of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And, of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, D? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode.